You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. You're all welcome this morning to church. It's good to be together again. Amen. Didn't you have an awesome time last week with Pastor Temba? Yes? Glory, glory, glory. So I'm going to start a series this morning. I call it God's Combined Harvester. Somebody say God's Combined Harvester. Okay, so um, as we go into the scriptures, we want to see how, how God how God wants to use us to bring in the harvest. Glory to God. Are you ready? Are you ready to be an instrument? Do you want to be an instrument for the advancement of the kingdom of God? You want to establish heaven on earth as it is in heaven? So shall it be where you are? Yes. Are you ready to bring in the harvest to populate heaven and to depopulate hell? I want you to know that each time you, you speak to someone about Jesus, you are declaring war. Okay? It's not a, you know, the enemy doesn't, he doesn't like it. You leave people alone. Don't talk to people. Keep your faith to yourself. Okay? That's the, that's, that's the philosophy of the enemy. And even the world wants us to keep your faith to yourself. Respect everybody's religion. Leave them alone. Don't try to share your faith. Keep your faith within your household. Is that not what we're told? That's all we're being told, right? Yeah, and now it's even, keep it to yourself. Don't pass it to your children. Yeah. Don't pass it to your children. Leave your children alone to decide for themselves. <laughs> Let them decide for themselves. You keep your own religion to yourself. Keep your faith to yourself. And so there's an agenda of hell to ensure that the link between parents and the children is broken. And this has been, this has been engineered. And it has become policy in many nations today. The Bible says, for instance, the Bible says, Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction drives it out. Is that not what the Bible says? But you know, the psychologists today tell us, no, you don't need the rod. They say that the rod is violence. It's abuse. So they stop you from exercising and Enforcing discipline, okay, 
so that that child, the foolishness in the heart of the child remains in the heart of the child until the child gets to a point that you cannot do anything about it. So there, are, there is a time and a season <laughs> to bring that correction. Obviously, we're not talking about abuse. Okay? Because I know some people too, they go to the other extreme. But God chastises us. <laughs> How does he do it? He does it. And does it to save our souls. So, you need to start harvesting from your home. <laughs> yeah. So, the enemy has introduced tactically in the systems of this world means to minimize the ability of parents to transfer their values to their children. To transfer their faith to their children. Talking about Timothy, Paul, uh, Paul said of Timothy, he said that he's, he talks about the faith, the genuine faith that Timothy has, which came from his mother, okay, from his grandmother. All right? So this faith is supposed to be transferred, it's transferable, it's supposed to be multi generational. It's supposed to be multi-generational. So, um, Paul says to him that his, his, his faith, can you find that scripture for me? All right. Um, Second Timothy. Where is it? Okay. All right, he says, when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you. Okay, he's talking to Timothy there. There's a genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother, Louise. Or is it Lois? <laughs> yeah. And your mother, Eunice. And I'm persuaded is in you also. So you can see the strategy of God is for your faith to be transferred. Okay? Supposed to be transferred from one generation to the other. So Timothy, his faith began with his grandmother. And he calls it genuine faith. That means there is fake faith. Isn't that so? Yeah. So the genuine faith can be transferred from one generation to the other. But what is the world do going? What direction is the world going today? The world is going to a direction. And you'll admire the West, you don't realize that they have missed the plot. Um, they have introduced all kinds of expert um, ideologies that say, no, you must not spank a child. Just talk to him. 
Just put him in a corner somewhere. You know, and the foolishness will go. And the foolishness will go. And meanwhile, how many of you were spanked when you were growing up? Come on. Okay. How many were not spanked? Is there anyone? You were not spanked at all. Wow. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> Amen. But those of you that were spanked, you, you didn't turn out badly, right? Yeah? It turned out even better. Yeah. Amen. I know there are principles of discipline and how to discipline children, how to correct children and all of that. There are, there are ways to do it. But the main point I want to emphasize is that when God says something, you cannot be wiser than God. I don't care what kind of professor, what kind of expert, there is no human being that has more knowledge and understanding of the human being than God. There is no human being that knows the heart of man like God. And there is nobody, there is no parent that is, is a better parent than God. Okay? Yeah. So, God wants your faith to be transferred from one generation to the other and to the other. It's, it's important. And you start from young. Okay? Then it gets to a point that you now change the, the methods. But the fact is that there should be a transfer. You should be able to transfer your values to your children. Your faith to your children. The unfortunate thing is that many of us transfer our fears to our children. We transfer our anxieties to, the, to them. That's not what you should transfer to them. What you should transfer to them is your faith. Hallelujah. And no wonder Timothy, although he was young, he could become the bishop of Ephesus. From young, he, he was able to do great things for God. Why? Because it started from, <laughs> from young. Hallelujah. Amen. So, anyway, we're talking about God's combined harvester. <laughs> And this is an agricultural technology. It's an agricultural technology that is used for harvesting. Okay? So, it's multifunctional. This machine is multifunctional. Is there any agronomist in the... By the way, <laughs> Jacob... <laughs> You are in the house. You are going to help me this morning. Come forward. <laughs> I'll put you on the spot. It's my friend. Come, come. Come and help me. <laughs> Hold this. Yeah, tell us about a combined harvester. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so it's, uh, it's a very big machine. Um, they use it to harvest big fields, wheat, maize, and so forth. The nice thing about it is that you know, as it harvests, it also sort of, um, what's the word? Uh, um, should I say sort out, sort. Oh, oh yeah, whatever that is being harvested um, so that it's nicely packed into the truck or whatever uh, they are using to, to pack it into. Okay. Yeah, that's in summary. That's in summary. But, yeah. Okay, before you go, is it, is, it, is it accurate to say that a combined harvester can be for many different crops? Yes. So it can be used for wheat, uh, maize, soya bean, and so forth. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> Hallelujah. So that's what you, the farmers used to reap, right? It's, it's, it's a combined harvester. So God has his own technology. God has his own system. And that's all we want to look at, God's system. Thank you so much for helping me. I mean, this, this is incredible. What he has done is, is he, I've taken him out of his comfort zone. <laughs> so we, we appreciate you for that. Amen? Yeah, God has a way of bringing in the harvest and he can do bring multiple different types of of crop bring them in at the same time okay and that's what we want to believe god for that's what that's what we want to do we want we want to bring in the harvest of all kinds multi-generational harvest hallelujah multicultural harvest Come on. Yes. And multi, whatever, whatever. All, a soul is a soul. Do you get me? Jesus died for every soul on the earth today. And I believe that before Jesus comes, most of the world is going to be saved. Yeah, most of the world is going to be saved. Don't be worried about what you're seeing now. There is a move of God that is coming. There is a move of God that is coming. I'm telling you, God has been revealing some things. It's going to be massive. Hell cannot have the final say. God has the final say. Okay, and even in your life, it doesn't matter what the enemy is doing. I want you to know that God has the final say. Yeah, your story is going to be rewritten. You are going to be used, you are going to be used to bring in the harvest in ways you never imagined. Everybody is part of God's harvest. God will use you. Whether you are outgoing or not, 
If you are outgoing, there's a way God will use you. Hallelujah. If you are an introvert like me, God has a way to use you. Hallelujah. If you are a man of few words like me, God has a way He will use you. He will use you. There is no fixed one method to bring in the harvest. There is no one method. God is, He uses, He is going to use many methods. But we have to be open. We have to be ready. Get ready to step out of your comfort zone. Okay? Avail yourself. Tell yourself, I'm available. Lord, use me. Use me to bring in the harvest. Use me to bring in the harvest. Use my life however you want to. I am available. He is the one that made you. He knows where you fit in. He has a program. He has an end time agenda. You are part of that program. But you have to be available for that. My Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let's look at Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. And I want to read from verse 35. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sick and every disease among the people. I want you to notice what Jesus is doing here. I mean, Jesus is going around. He's going, okay, he's teaching. He's going in all the cities. We're going to go into all the cities. <laughs> okay? And villages. We're going to go into villages. How many people are from villages? Okay. Yeah, you need to come put in the names of your villages and we'll start praying for your village. Yes. We're going to start a prayer initiative. Every village represented in our midst. You will bring your village, we'll put your village on the list, and we're going to start praying for your village. We're going to start praying for your village, and we want to see God move. Hallelujah. So you can't only be saved, and then where you came from is left untouched. No, because you are in the kingdom, we're going to ensure that the kingdom of God also hits where you're coming from. Glory to God. Yeah. So at the end of the service, as you go, just put the name of your village down there. On the, on the desk, information desk. Please, ushers, give them paper. Let them write it. I want us to come up. I want us, we're going to start taking this work serious. Okay? Yeah. We're going to start praying and we're going to begin to engage. We're declaring war. Are you afraid of war? Okay. We're declaring war. Yeah. So we're going to prepare you for that war. Glory to God. So he goes around 
in all the cities and villages. He's teaching in their synagogues. You know, Jesus never owned a synagogue. So he was kind of an itinerant minister going from place to place. He goes to every town. There's a synagogue there. Then he goes there and he, he ministers there. He goes to another town, another city. He ministers there. And so he was going about ministering, teaching, preaching, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And not only that, he was healing every sickness. And every disease among the people. You are going to heal. Okay? God is going to use you to heal the sick. Come on. He's going to use you to heal the sick and heal every disease. Every disease among the people. God is going to put his power on you. As a matter of fact, you have it already. But you just need to be taught how to use it. How to walk in it. So we're going to have some classes where we're going to teach you some things. Not everything is dealt with on a Sunday. Amen? Yeah. So when we call for equip training, you better show up. Because if you don't, there are things you will miss out on. And then you will find yourself deficient when we are moving. When we start taking certain steps. And because you are not equipped for that, you are not prepared, adequately prepared, you will find yourself um, handicapped. So, get ready. There is work before us. There is Midran before us. Okay? There is Midran before us. There are cities before us. There are villages before us. There are nations before us. Okay? Yeah. So there is, there is a blueprint that we're going to follow. But it starts from prayer. It's going to start from the place of prayer. You have to now begin to pray for where you come from. Do you understand me? Start praying for where you come from. Because in case, in case you don't know, there are things that are following you that came from where you came from. <laughs> yeah. You don't know that. <laughs> you know, Years ago, Pastor Sam had a, he had a, he had an encounter, all right? And in this encounter, he was, he was preparing to go and minister at a, um, at a church somewhere in another city. So while he was in his hotel room praying, preparing, preparing to go to this meeting, he had an open vision. And in that vision, what did he see? He saw, he saw that the, the spirits in that area were asking, they were saying, where is this man from? And, 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 and the spirit in that place, uh, let's say, for instance, if he went to, let's say, where? Rustenburg to preach. Huh? 
from here? The spirits in Rustenburg say, how come you didn't tell us this man was coming? Yeah, real story. How come you didn't tell, it, tell, tell us he was coming? So they summoned the spirits in Midran. And then the question was, how did he even, how did he even rise to this level? Why did you allow him to rise to this level? And then they summoned the spirit in his village. <laughs> he saw the scene change. So he's, he's witnessing this dialogue that is going on between principalities and powers. <laughs> Spiritual things are real. Okay? Then he sees in his village... And there was a relative that came out and said, honestly, this is the chain that I used to tie him. But he broke free. I did everything I could to tie him. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, I said, I did everything. This is the evidence. Look at it here. Incredible. You are going to break chains. I say you are going to break chains. Chains are going to break. They will fall off your life. I don't care where it is coming from. I don't care how what has, tie, has been used to tie and to hinder, to, to block you, to hinder you, to stop you. We are going to break them. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how come he became, you know, he became who he is. Because he broke that thing. So you're going to break some things. You're going to break everything. You know, some people believe that, you know, just because you are born again, then everything is, is over. Legally, yes. Experientially, no. So you need to know how to balance the word of God. Okay? Yeah. So Jesus was preaching and he was healing the sick. He was preaching, he was healing the sick. Every sickness. The Bible says every sickness. Somebody say every sickness. And every disease. Now, thank God, the Bible doesn't list the sicknesses. Lest we now limit it to what is limited, uh, what is written. But he says, every sickness, those discovered and those that are yet to be discovered, the power has been given to you to break them and to destroy them. Hallelujah. Every sickness, every disease among the people, get ready to free your people from every disease. Get ready to free your people from every sickness in the name of Jesus. I have been praying for you that you will carry the power of God. That you will carry the power of God.
to destroy every sickness, every disease. I'm telling you, hallelujah, that every sickness in the bodies of God's people, no matter how it came about, it doesn't matter. You have the power over it. It's part of God's combined harvesters. Hallelujah. So we need to start walking in power. Yes. Because God has given it to us. Amen. But you see, when Jesus saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them. Because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Do you see them? Do you see the multitude? Do you see? Do you see the people scattered? Do you see them as sheep without a shepherd? Do you see them? Do you see how lost people are? You meet them every day. You meet them every day. Do you see their condition? Do you see the condition of their souls? Do you see the condition? Their eternal condition? Do you see it? Are you moved? Is there something inside you that, that moves you? Oh, have you been desensitized? May God give us compassion. May God move us with compassion for the lost. May the Lord give us a heart of compassion that we will see people the way God sees them. And so Jesus was moved with compassion. I mean, he has been busy preaching, you know, teaching. In some places, you know, to preach and to teach are two different things. In teaching, you are explaining. You are helping to get people grounded. But in preaching, you are just announcing. You are just proclaiming. You are just declaring things. So there will be times that you will be declaring. You'll be declaring. He doesn't bother explaining. He's just declaring the kingdom of God at hand. The kingdom of God is in your midst. The kingdom of God is here now. And then sometimes you will now take time, explain, start using parables, start teaching, 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 and teaching. Then after that, he starts healing the sick. He sees the sick, he starts healing them. He sees the disease, he starts healing them. He sees the amputees, he heals them, he heals the maimed. Even those whose limbs have been cut off, Jesus healed them. My goodness. So, so, I mean, he's doing all of this, all of this, and he now looks again. There's still so many scattered. After all he has done, he sees that what is left to be done is so much. What is left to be done is so much. I mean, look at this place, so small. You know, before you know it now, we we start having space problems. 
Yeah, we still have this problem. It doesn't matter if we have 10 services here. It's still not enough. It's still not enough. Because there are people scattered. The people are scattered. Let's have compassion on the people. Let's, God, give us compassion. God, give us compassion. Because before we start talking about harvest, Lord, work on us. Work on us. Work on my heart. Come on, pray. Ask God, Lord, work on my heart. Work on my heart. Give me compassion. Give me compassion. Give me the kind of heart Jesus had for the lost. Give me the kind of heart Jesus had. Jesus, the kind of heart Jesus had when he saw the multitude. When he got moved, when he saw them. Give me that same kind of heart. I want to be moved when I see people. Lord, do something in me. Lord, my God. Lord, my God. My God, compassion, compassion, compassion. Help us, oh Father, to be able to see the people that are scattered. To be able to see, oh God, the people that are weary. Lord, my God, going around hopeless. No direction in life. My God, open our eyes to see. Lord God, deliver us from self-centeredness. Lord God, we are so self-absorbed. We are so self-absorbed. Deliver us from that spirit, oh God. Open our eyes to see, to see beyond ourselves. To see those around us. To see those that we go past. Every day we see them. Lord, work in our hearts, oh God. Do a work in our hearts. Help us, oh Father. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Mighty God. Yes. Look at what Jesus said. He said to his disciples. You know, after he saw everything, he's moving. I mean, he has done so much already. He has gone everywhere. Move, 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 move. And, you know, he's moving, preaching, healing, you know, freeing people and all of that. Then he comes. He's like, whew. It's, I mean, it's like after doing so much, he looks as if he hasn't started. It's as if he hasn't started. Because it's like a drop in the ocean. His efforts. With all the power he had. But remember, Jesus was not operating as God in the flesh. He was operating as the son of man. So he had the limitations he had the limitations of man. But he had to live like that so as to show us that we can also do the same. Amen. To show us that truly is plenty for you. Oh. The harvest is great. You know that song that I wrote? The sun is risen. Another day is dawn. The farms and the fields are ready to be reaped. Hallelujah. It was this verse that sparked that song. 
Worship team, you need to sing it next week. You guys don't sing my song. If you don't, I will fire you. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes, we will go. Amen. We are going to go. We will go out there for the harvest. We will go. Yeah. God is, is counting on us. Jesus said, pray. Pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So there is a lot of the harvest. The Father himself is the Lord of the harvest. The Father himself is the one that owns the harvest. The harvest belongs to him. So when Jesus was, he was busy doing all that he did, he still saw that with all that he did, there was still so much to be done. All his efforts produced so little in comparison to what is yet to be done. And so he says, pray, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. He is the owner of the harvest. He is the owner of the fields. Hallelujah. So he says, pray. And we pray that God will send out laborers. We're going to pray for your village. Hallelujah. Laborers will be sent out. Your relatives must not go to hell. I say your relatives must not go to hell. Your village must not go to hell. Make up your mind and decide. I'm going to pray to the Lord of the harvest. Amen. Many times we just pray. Well, we pray, Lord, bless me. Bless my house. Bless my, bless my dog. Get, bless my cat. Bless, bless my chicken. And that is all. Hmm? It has to go beyond you. Hello? Yeah. That's what's going beyond you. Can't just be you. Okay, thank God for you. All right? Thank God. I mean, <laughs> thank God you are saved. Thank God you are heavenly bound. Amen? Yeah, your heaven has been settled. Thank God for that. But then, are you, do you want to go alone? Don't you want to have a family reunion in heaven? Wouldn't you like that? Yeah. When you get to heaven, you see your entire village in heaven. How? Imagine, I, I just want you to picture that. Whew. All of them in heaven. Can you imagine that? But you know it's possible. It is possible if we will work, if we will do what Jesus said. Amen? Yeah. So he's, he tells them to pray. And of course they pray. 
They pray to the Lord of the harvest. And after the prayer, what does Jesus do? Look at chapter 10, verse 1. Okay, my timekeeper is... <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> chapter 10, verse 1. It says, And when he had called his twelve disciples to him, he gave them power. Hallelujah. Over unclean spirits. Oh my God. You have been given power. You have been given power. Come on. Somebody say, I've been given power. Over unclean spirits. Yes. He gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out. Come on. Say, I've been given power to cast them out. I've been given power to heal all kinds of sickness. I've been given power to heal all kinds of diseases. Amen. So that is part of the answer to the prayer. Jesus is saying, let us pray, let us pray. And as they pray, pray, pray. Lord, send laborers. Then he realized, oh, these twelve. These are part of laborers. Let's start from here. Hallelujah. Then he decides, okay, you guys receive power. Come on. Receive power. Receive power over all unclean spirits. Unclean spirits will bow before you. Hallelujah. You have been given power. You have been given power. Over all unclean spirits. They will bow before you. Demons will bow before you. They will bow. Because you have been authorized by heaven. You are part of God's combined harvesters. Hallelujah. And as part of his combined harvester, you have been equipped. You have been empowered. So you don't have to be afraid of unclean spirit. He says, you cast them out. In other words, you command them, get out. In the name of Jesus. You speak to them. And you command them, get out in the name of Jesus. Get out. Hallelujah. I remember years ago, we were still at the Procha Hotel. You know, one day I just got a phone call phone call on the office landline. Hello, hello, hello. Is somebody, uh, is that the pastor? Is that the church? Says, yes, this is the church. Please. There's somebody here. Demons are disturbing this person. <laughs> and they have been trying for so long. I can't even remember how long. My wife and I got into the car and we, we drove to Aaron Court right here. Walked in there. Whoo! I was excited. Long time no cast out demons. Hallelujah. Yay, my goodness. We commanded that unclean spirit to get out of that person. You know, that spirit obeyed. Do you hear me? 
Yeah, it obeyed. And eventually that person became a member of the church. Got married in the church. Hallelujah. But it's the unclean spirit wanted to kill her. So don't be surprised if you are called. Called upon. Amen. You need to know what to do with demons. We're going to train you. What to do. How to deal with them. Amen. Is anybody afraid of demons here? No. Thank you. Yeah. I know some pastors that are afraid of demons. But you are not. Because you have been empowered. You will cast them out. And then sicknesses, all kinds. Can you see that? To heal all kinds. Come on, say, I will heal all kinds. Say, I will heal all kinds of sickness. I will heal all kinds of diseases. Amen. Glory to God. So, Father, we thank you. We bless your name. Thank you for your people. Thank you for your power. Thank you for the commission. Your commission upon our lives. Lord my God, I declare in the name of Jesus. That you will do a work in our hearts. Give us compassion. A heart, oh Father, for the masses. A heart for the lost. Lord my God, deliver us from self-centeredness. Deliver us, oh Father, from blindness, spiritual blindness. Deliver us, my God. Oh my God, help us to see the true state of the harvest. To see the true state, oh Father God, of the people. The sheep that are scattered. The sheep that are lost. The sheep that are scattered. The sheep that are harassed. I want to bring them in. Bring them into the fold. Lord, my God, help us even as a people. Help us as a church. Lord, you gave us this place for a reason. We're going to use it, Lord, my God, to advance your kingdom. You gave us health for a reason. We're going to use our health to advance your kingdom. Lord God, you gave us relationships for a reason. We're going to use our relationships to advance your kingdom. Lord, you blessed us for a reason. We're going to use your blessings upon our lives to advance your kingdom. Lord God, you've given us positions, strategic positions for a reason. You have positioned us where you positioned us for a reason. We're going to use it to advance your kingdom. Mighty God. I thank you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. You put us in our family for a reason. We will use that positioning to advance your kingdom. Thank you, Father. Blessed be the name of Jesus. I give you glory. I give you praise. I give you glory. I give you praise. Lord, let your anointing increase upon our lives. My God. In the course of this week, as we begin to pray for the sick, let there be miracles. Let there be healings. I declare miracles.
to start following you. Signs, wonders to start following you. As you step out of this place, start praying for people. Start laying hands on people. Start speaking to people about Jesus. Hallelujah. You carry the power of God. Thank you, Jesus. I give you glory. Hallelujah. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.